Hey guys, Future Panda here. I forgot to say this in the episode recording, but our one year anniversary of doing Imagine Me and Utah is coming up. So on Tuesday, October 10th, our anniversary, we're going to be doing a stream of us playing the the revolutionary girl Utana Sega Saturn game. It's going to be very fun, and I hope you guys come out to watch. If you can't make it while we're doing it, the video will be up for your ability to watch later, so don't worry about that. I'm not sure what time we'll be able to get this started, but I will be putting updates on our Twitter, so if you're interested in that, just keep an eye on our Twitter to find out what time we will be starting the stream. Hope you enjoy! I've just found out something dark and terrible. Oh dear, what did you find out? I was gonna go send you an emoji in our chat, and so I clicked on the little emoji button on the side of the message thing, and under the frequently used section of the emoji menu, the third most used emoji is the eggplant emoji. If you don't know, the eggplant emoji is a penis. That's the most Griffin Blackwell thing you've ever said. Like, your voice became Griffin's voice for a second. That's the highest compliment anyone has ever paid me. Welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing okay. Today we're talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena episode 31, Her Tragedy. How do you feel about this episode, Alice? Sad. Yeah. You might even say that it's tragic. Oh, god damn it. Jimmy turned around and looked at me when I started to say that. He knew, too. Sound guy Jimmy is here in the recording booth today. Quit. It's done. Imagine me and no more puns. Hmm. I mean, considering the name is also a pun, I don't know what I don't know what you're gonna do to get rid of that's all. That's not the puns. really a pun. That's more like a. That's really more like a reference. Like puns and references are different things. I feel like you can reference by way of pun. Mm-hmm. And imagine me and you is the name of a movie. Oh, you're right. It is a it is a play on, on you. Okay, yes, I'm... it is. That's why I chose the name. Because if anyone has seen the fantastic Piper Parabo movie, Imagine Me and You, that is where the name of our podcast comes from. So it is a pun. I have to admit, now that we're recording, I've never actually seen. Well, that just means I'm gonna have to make you watch it. Puns all the way down. Not the movie, our podcast. Maybe we could watch our podcast. Oh, I don't know be how something. that would... But... 
So today we've got ourselves a Naname episode. And unlike the wacky hijinks of previous Naname episodes, this one's kind of sad. It's kind of a downer. I mean, the, well, okay. One of the other ones has been. What was the other one that was sad? The one with the cat that we don't talk about. Yeah, but that was like one moment out of a. It was enough. An otherwise wacky episode. This one's just sad all the way through for the most part. Except for Naname being extra as hell, which is always funny. I'm pretty sure Naname is actually Japanese for extra. <laughs> Japanese for what? Extra. You might be right. Before we get started, I should take care of some housekeeping and we have an email to read. Ooh. We got an email from Jeff who is catching up on episodes of the podcast, and I don't know where he is right now, so I don't know when he'll be listening to this, but hi, Jeff. Thank you for your email. Hi. I'm going to read to you the text of Jeff's email because he wrote us a very good email about the adversaries in Utena. You know, Ooh, referring to the, the, uh, the characters that Utena has to defeat or challenge throughout the series. Jeff's email reads as thus. I've been listening through your backlog and I just wanted to shoot y'all an email about some things I've personally taken from Utena as it's really important to me and an important part of my friendship with my best friend Jenner. Specifically, Utena's adversaries in the show. I've seen this dang show like four times now. Wow, that's impressive. And boy, wow. do I have some opinions. This show is so thick with metaphor and innuendo that it can be inscrutable sometimes, but I wanted to talk about the more obvious aspects of the duelists. So I think all the duelists represent aspects of abusive relationships in some way or another. Seonji is clearly physical abuse and control. Toga is manipulation. Naname is jealousy. Juri and Mickey are a little more vague. I think Juri is obsessive regret based on how she deals with Shiori and with Ruka. And Miki idealizes women in an unrealistic way and puts them up on pedestals. They don't all really see Anthe as a person, but as an object for them to fulfill their own desires through. Miki's may have been more pure in the aesthetic sense, but it's still an unhealthy way to approach a relationship. I think this extends to most of the other duelists in the Black Rose arc, and I could write paragraphs about all the shit that Akio does, but this email is already getting a little long. I don't disagree with you there. I feel like we could probably do an entire separate podcast on the problems with Akio Otori. I really like that. That's a good take. This whole dang show is about the fucked up dynamics relationships can take, and how unhealthy they can be. Even Utena and Anthe's relationship is fraught with issues. My friend Jenner has made the argument that for the majority of the show, most of the times Anthe asserts her own free will, separate from being a Rose Bride, are actually her being subject to Utena's will and how she thinks Anthe should act and think about all the Rose Bride nonsense. But that's a whole other thing. I think we've talked about that in the show, haven't we? About how, like, even as pure as Utena's desires for Anthe are, they still end up kind of controlling her behavior? Uh, yeah, I think we have talked about this way. I'm trying to remember what we did. We've kind of touched on it a little. I think more towards the end of the first season, the first arc. 
Jeff concludes his email by telling us that he's enjoying the podcast and he's going to get caught up in the next couple of weeks. And Jeff has offered for he and his friend Jenner to come on as guests on the show. And I think that that is a great idea. Which leads me to, we are kind of floating this idea that after the show is over, we kind of want to have some guests on for episodes that aren't really talking about an episode of the show, but are sort of talking about Utena as a whole. Because I feel like there's a lot to talk about with Utena that you can't really do unless you take it as like a whole entity. Because otherwise you run into spoilers. Spoilers. So I think that once we finish with the anime and maybe after we finish with the movie, I don't know if we'll try to do any of these before or after the movie. We'll figure that out. Yeah. But I think that once we've concluded with the main body of the series, that it would be a good idea to get some people on who would like to talk to us about Utena and like their relationship with Utena and maybe like their thoughts and opinions. Because Alice, you don't know how Utena ends, but the ending is a little ambiguous. And I feel like there's... Are we talking, like, Eva ambiguous? Like, are they going to start, like, telling her congratulations and shit? I mean, the... No, don't pause. That's a bad time to pause. The Utena movie has earned the nickname End of Utena for a reason. I am both delighted and horrified. But, yeah, so the ending of Utena and of the movie is a little ambiguous and can be interpreted in different ways and also there's just a lot about the series that can be interpreted in different ways or like there are different things that people could get out of it that maybe we didn't necessarily get out of it and if you're listening and you have a microphone or access to a microphone and you would like to talk to us about this show that we all love we would love to hear from you so you should email us at imagineandutina at gmail.com to get in touch with us to do just that we've already gotten a couple of requests to be guests and hopefully one of them will be able to come on the show for an actual episode but we also really are excited about doing these post-show episodes and we would love to hear from you that would be fun so i think that does us for that and i think now we can actually get started on the episode Woohoo! Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time in a while that we've seen the opening monologue? I think it's been at least two or three. I know that it's been a while, but I can't remember if we saw it. I don't think we saw it in last week's episode because I finished editing that episode a couple of days ago. And I don't think that we talked about it. But here we have the return of the story of Utena and how she got the ring and how she met the prince and yada, 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 yada. You know. Hey, Alice, you think it's significant that they're bringing that back? I think it could be. Hmm. Something significant Mm. in this show? I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. It's not like things in Utena don't have deep symbolic or something. That would just be... That would just be ridiculous. What a bleak title. Her tragedy. We are at the Kiryu residence. 
I don't know if this is their house or if they just have a dorm that they live in. But Nana Mae has answered the phone and it was for Toga. And she tells the person on the phone that if it's urgent, they can try his cell phone. And then she finds out that they don't have his cell phone number. And she laughs at them and says that she can take their message. Are you not going to say anything about the moving picture? There is a moving picture in the background. There are multiple are, moving pictures. There are images of girls playing with toys on playgrounds. And they're very, they're like shadow puppet girls. It's, it's a like unsettling. It's it, a little unsettling. It's like they're shining. We cut to Toga with a girl in the flower garden, in the rose garden, where we usually see Anthe, and he's got one girl in his arms, and he's talking to another girl on a phone, because he's a slut. Naname Uh is watching. Toga's a fuck. Disapprovingly, and... They're talking about, and now we've cut to the Kiryu household again, and Naname and Toga are talking about blood types, and then Toga decides he doesn't want to have this conversation anymore, and says he's going to go take a shower, and he's like, Naname, you want to join me? And then Naname's face turns literal tomato red, and then he says, just kidding, and walks off. Because Toga is the worst. Naname is thinking to herself about how she and Toga used to share everything. Their meals, their bed, their baths. But now Big Brother doesn't care about me at all. And her window busts open. And wind scatters all of her beloved pictures of her and Toga. Yeah, Naname's having some emotions. And now she's just... Staring at her brother's naked silhouette. With a a subtle blush. Just a little bit of blushy. Uh, 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 Man, this scene lingers for a bit, don't it? Yeah. Naname steals Toga's phone and leaves the room. Next morning, outward shot of Otori. Girls are fawning over Toga. Naname watches from a window. She's got her his phone in her hand. A girl and calls. And she gets a call. And Naname answers it. The girl on the phone is asking about Toga and begging him to come over. Stone cold. Naname is not saying anything. Naname becomes Kill Bill, the bride from Kill Bill. She's, She's always even been... She went from just, like, normal cold to stone cold. Oh, another call. Toga is very popular. Too popular. Something must be done. I don't disagree. Sometimes I wonder, is, like, is this school, like, a girl's school? Because you, like, maybe it's just because Toga's there. And, like, they're all, like, attracted in some kind of weird magnetic way. I don't really get it. There are boys at the school. We just don't see them a lot because nobody cares. Outside of the three, with the three, like, Greek chorus boys and the basketball boys, who we've seen twice, I think. Yeah. The uh, Naname defense squad walked up and asked Naname about Toga's blood type, and then she glared at them, so they ran away. And now Toga is talking to Utena and Anthe. Projection. Toga asked Utena out to dinner. Well, there's some boys. There's Naname's three boys 
walking with busts of something and Utena and Anthe walk up and Naname accuses them of making Toga cold towards her and then Naname tries to throw these busts at Utena and Anthe but slips on a banana peel and starts to fall down the stairs and then gets saved by Akio who says you shouldn't fool around on stairways. Look at Akio pretending he's a real human, not a monster. He gave Naname some first aid, and then he was done with the box that the first aid was in, and he handed it to Utena to go put up, and Utena's hand brushed Akio's, and they had a weird blushy moment, and I hate this. Look at the like the eyes meeting, her just glaring. I'm glad that Naname's glaring, because I feel her in this moment. Also, like, fuck that sh- that shaved ice. That's not how you're supposed to do it. It should all be just saturated color in the most disgusting way. Yes, it should. Anthe has brought everyone shaved ice because it's her specialty. And Anthe and Akio are being weirdly affectionate with each other because I hate this show. And Naname is staring like, what the fuck's going on? And Utena is staring at Akio like she's in love with him because fuck. Uta and Naname are talking and Naname says that a wonderful older brother is wasted on somebody like Anthe. Most girls would be lovesick if they had a brother like that. Utena's like, what are you talking about? And Naname's like, you're in love with Akio. And Utena's like, what the fuck? And Naname's like, I knew it. Her lidded eyes. Let's both try our best. What the hell? Also, did you notice the statue? I did notice that statue of animals standing on top of each other. I feel like I've seen a similar statue to that. Next day, Naname and her defense squad are talking about blood types and shit, because that's super important in Japanese culture, I guess. Yes. I know a little bit about it. They're trying to figure out what Toga's blood type is, because... They want to know if they're compatible with Toga. And we find out that everyone in Naname's family, Naname's parents and Naname, have blood type B. But Toga has blood blood type type A. A. Dun, dun, dun. Two type B parents have a type of child. I don't know enough about blood types to dispute it. I don't either. Naname gets mad when they imply that Toga couldn't possibly be her brother, but then she kind of, like, has a moment of realization and runs home. Why did I notice it sooner that we don't look anything alike and also have different hair? Yeah, she's looking at pictures of her and Toga, and she notices that there are none of Toga from when he was a baby. And she's kind of realizing that maybe she and Toga aren't blood relatives. She's so twitchy. She's very distraught about this idea. Oh. I don't know why she wants to be brother and sister when she clearly wants to bone him. Well, yeah, but but now she can't because they're not related. Um, You're from Mississippi. You should understand this culturally. You are also from Mississippi. (laughs) Did she, like, tear all the pictures out? I don't think she tore them up. I think they're just scattered all on the floor. 
Oh, oh my god, that's sad. She's just, like, listening. She doesn't even have the gall to... Girls keep calling Toga, and Naname keeps answering, but not saying anything on the phone. And she's having very sad thoughts about how she and Toga aren't brother and sister anymore, because they're not connected by blood. It's just some bleak animation you get back and forth. And then you just like, what? (laughs) That pose she was in was really good. Toga opens her door and asks her why she's sitting in the dark and asks her if she's seen his cell phone and she's like, oh yeah, no, I totally don't know where your cell phone is and shoves it's it ring. under it's her ring. pillow. Ring. He remarks on the fact that her face is flushed and it gets right up in her goddamn face <laughs> and says, you don't seem to have a fever. She tells him to stop. She's not a little kid anymore. And he says, okay, how about a goodnight kiss? He's clearly fucking with her at this point. There is no way that he's not fucking with her. Look how dazed she is. She was very blushy, and he walked out of the room. And we cut to the next day, and apparently Miki and Juri and Utana are talking about how Naname has been asking to stay at other people's houses at night. Jury is very concerned. Aww. Utena's acting really weird. She's just sort of like repeating the phrase ran away over and over for no reason while she has her teacup in her I wonder why. Hmm. And Remem- now- It's almost as if that was a parallel to something. And now Naname is talking to uh, Suabuki and she asks him <laughs> if oh she can gosh. stay at his place. With somebody putting in the background. In yeah. The With Akio putting in the background. He says that students staying in other students' dorms is strictly prohibited. And he brings her to the chairman's residence where she will be staying with them. Why is Utsa doing headstands? Eh, I don't know. What the hell? Naname is talking to Akio, and he tells her that his job is to ensure that every student has a pleasant life on campus. Naname is like, aren't you going to ask me what happened? And Akio is like... <laughs> Akio says the most telling moment in the series where he says, my plan is to turn the chairman's residence into a harem. And then he says he's just kidding, like all men do when they say something that they seriously mean, but then realize that you're going to be offended by it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What are they doing? I don't really understand what Utna and Anthony are doing here. They're like getting ready to film something, but... I have no idea. (laughs) It's really funny. There's a moment where Utna asks Anthony if she sounds like she's crazy right now, and Anthony just goes, Yes! And then we get our Aiko and Biko sketch. It has to do with eggs. Oh, nice. With the, with the cuckoo. The whole thing with um, putting your eggs into another nest. I, I don't really know anything about yeah. it. Yeah, that's really clever. Okay. Monkey has escaped. Monkey has escaped. Where is the monkey? Where is the monkey? Cuckoo! Cuckoo! <laughs> now I'll lay my egg in another nest where it will hatch and be raised for me. The technical term for this is parasitism. Crack! I'm born, cuckoo! But my true identity is never revealed, cuckoo! Mama, mama, look! Look at that weird duck! Wah! Stupid, ugly duckling! Grr! This isn't 
show you. Someday I'll be a beautiful swan. I doubt that. Grr. Monkey sighted, monkey sighted, monkey running, catch the monkey. Yeah, that's uh, cuckoos do that. They'll they'll put their eggs into another bird's next nest, and the other bird will just like raise the cuckoo. It's just a really weird hatchling. Okay. Also, we have the return of the monkey catching a lot. Utena and Anthe and Naname play rock, paper, scissors to determine who gets the beds. And Utena and Naname end up with the beds. And Toga shows up. Damn it, Toga. That was going to be my greatest crack fic ever. Aww. Naname says she's not going home. And Toga's not happy oh, about geez. that and says, you're the only sister I've got. We should live to help each other, shouldn't we? No, you can't fool me. I know you're evil. And she says, but you and I aren't really brother and sister. And then pretty much everybody except Anthe has a reaction to this. He admits it. Toga's I... like, how did you find out? And Naname's like, so it's true. I kept hoping it was a lie. Kept hoping it was all a joke. It's not fair. Suddenly not having a brother. What am I supposed to do? What the hell? He's still your brother. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like she's placing too much emphasis on blood relation and not considering the importance of found family. Oh my god. Oh, she starts crying and says that she loves him, big brother, and she tells him to go home. To just go. And Utena's Utena like, just speechless, confused as hell. She's an only child. Instead of Anthe and Utena in the little beds, Utena and Naname are in the little beds. And interestingly, Naname is in the one that Utena usually sleeps in, and Utena is in the one that Anthe usually sleeps in. Wasn't that pose with Utena laying down super? Yeah, kind of. It was. It was. The way they drew that was very nice. And she goes on a midnight stroll. Naname goes on a midnight oh, stroll God. because she needs to go to the bathroom and she finds Akio and Anthe <gasps> in a compromising position. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, oh, I hate it. She just, I hate she's it. She's just like, where is she? I hate this. She's in like the elevator, I think now. She's retreated to the elevator. Now she knows about Akio and Anthe. Oh. And she's having like little flashbacks to it. And I hate this. I hate this. I forgot this the flashbacks. So much. She's just losing it. I hate this so much. I cannot under I cannot understate how much I hate this. I have the really absurd thought that wow, Anthony really looks different with hair now. Yeah, she looks really different with long hair. We'll see that in the movie. That was a very, like, not really the most appropriate thought to have at that point. It's the only way my brain could process the narrative. It's a coping mechanism for how terrible it is, the thing that you just had to see with your eyeballs. What eyeballs? They're gone now. My eyes went to hell. Hell is empty and all the demons are And that, before you even ask, that actually sums up this entire episode. Hell is empty and, and all the demons are here. Hell is empty and all the demons are in the chairman's residence. God. Yeah, so... That episode, huh? We find out that Naname and Toga aren't blood-related, which makes her weird brother complex a little less weird, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's suddenly way more legitimate. But at the same time, like... But now it's not kinky. See, I understand her. I understand her like kinky. now. Okay. Incest isn't kinky. It's just gross. Yes, I'm here to kink shame. 
It's it's weird. I just I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like I don't even know. That was a very sad episode all around for Naname. And she's in the next episode, which I have not watched yet as of this recording, so I don't remember what happens. It'll be something bad. Yeah, can only imagine. I think that, oh my god, I don't even know what to say. It's a trash fire, and it's going to- It's only getting worse from here. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's just gonna get worse from here, but at least we only have eight more episodes. Would you would you say it's the darkness is getting deeper? I hate you. Stop. We're There's done with Black a, Rose Arc. The time for deeper, deeper is into the gone. darkness. Deeper. No. We're gonna see a lot of like Naname having flashbacks. So. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Me neither. A little bit, yeah. Um, I don't really know if I have anything else to say about that. I definitely don't have anything else to say except various forms of the word "ug." That's gonna be just the next rest of the show from here. It's just us groaning in the microphones. I don't even have to record. I could just make a soundboard of us groaning, and that'll be episodes from now on. We really need a, a groaning about Akio soundboard. We really do. Do you have anything else you want to say about this? I'm really looking forward to Naname's um, Care Guardian Despair Spiral. That's going to be great. If anyone's going to have an amazing Despair Spiral, it's going to be Naname. Oh boy. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you do that at Mpandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Alice? You can follow me at Lyrewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-U-L-F. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtenaiCast. If you want to wear our logo on your body, we have t-shirts now, and you can find the link to that on our Twitter page, because I'm not going to spell out the whole URL for that, but you should definitely go check those out, because they're super cool. If you want to email us, you could do that at imagineandutana at gmail.com, and that's where you can contact us about being a guest once we finished or if you are particularly attached to one of the next eight episodes we've already got one of them taken one of the slots taken but if you're particularly attached to one of the next eight episodes and you would like to come on and talk to us about it feel free to shoot us an email and we'll see what we can do otherwise you can join us on an end of the series wrap-up episode because i'm really excited to get to do those and i'm excited to get to talk to some of you guys we have a Patreon. We do. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon for $3 a month, you get access to our episode outtakes, which I've been posting with each episode as they go up. We had a couple of fun ones from last week, and maybe we'll have some for this week. I don't know. It depends on how I feel when I'm editing. <laughs> But if you support us on Patreon, that goes towards helping keep the show up. But either way, the show will continue to be free for you to listen to because that's how it goes. Yep. All right. Revolutionize the world, everybody. And hey, Akio. See you later.